Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. Before we get into this episode, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you love our episodes, please do leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can help more performers for free. And please do share this episode with anyone you think this may help or may enjoy this content. I appreciate you and I'm so, so grateful for your support. So today I wanted to come on and talk about how I set fees for certain projects. Now, it's a really difficult question when you get asked, what would your fee be for this as an actor? You're presented with a really exciting opportunity and then they ask you what you think you're worth. Where do you even begin with that? Like, it's such a big and overwhelming question and this is where so many mistakes happen and actors end up selling themselves short because they panic. They really want this opportunity. It's an exciting one. It's an exciting new project. It's an exciting new credit for the CV. It's a new area they've not stepped into potentially. They get presented with this and then they're like, oh, I've got to set my own fees. I don't know how much I'm worth. So they end up trying to guess what the production company want in terms of price. And then they just pluck a number out of thin air and send it over to them in the hope that it's gonna secure them the job. There's many other factors that need to be taken into consideration. So I thought I'd come on and just share those with you so that hopefully you have a bit more insight because when I first got asked this question, I was like, where do I start? I have no idea. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to take the time to talk about all the things I look at when I'm trying to determine what I think I should be paid for a job. Now, I tend to find that I get asked this question a lot more with things like UGC style content, with presenting jobs, and with smaller production companies. Obviously, the bigger you go, the more chances are that they've got, you know, union-based contracts, they've got a budget, and they've, like, kind of broken everything down into what they're going to pay each actor. And then, obviously, you've got an agent that will be able to negotiate those fees for you and give you some advice on kind of where you're at and what they're looking for and be the middleman in negotiations for you. Um, but it's really hard when people approach you externally to know where to start. I mean, you can always go if you do have an agent, that is an option that you can go and speak to them and ask how much they would charge because they might have some insight on this for you. But especially when you're getting started and maybe you don't have an agent or when you've got these smaller productions and local productions to you wanting to start work with you, it can be really hard to know where to set the fees. And particularly sometimes as well, as actors, we have side hustles and we don't always have um, back-to-back consecutive work. We need to fill it with something else. We recognize we have a skill set and people also recognize that and then come to us about potentially one-to-one coaching if they've got a big speech coming up that they're nervous about or if they want to learn to talk to camera. Actors are quite well known for doing things like that. Um, Medical role play sometimes doctors that are away at um, medical school or applying to medical school have to get used to having patient consultations so they hire actors to to play patients so that they can get used to um, having that consultation and one-to-one time 
So there's tons of other like side hustles that come in and for most of them, you're going to have to set your own fees. So I think it's really important to acknowledge that it's not just for just acting work, but also acting work that's not just TV or film or theatre. That's like all your kind of side hustle avenues. You're still working as an actor, but it might not be exactly what you want to do, but it's using that skill set to kind of keep the bills uh, paid, you know, and keep the money coming in. So I think it's a really important topic. But here's what I tend to look at first um, when I'm deciding what I think my rate should be. First of all, I think it's really important to understand. It's really important to understand what a company is looking for, what they're expecting of you. Why are they coming to you? You need to know kind of what they're looking for in terms of the type of work, but how much work they're expecting from you for how much money. It's it's a really big, it's really hard to know exactly what they what they are thinking because sometimes people don't always communicate effectively what they're actually looking for. So it's really important that as actors, we, we dig a little deeper like we would with acting and really try and work out what it is they actually want, what their motivations are, you know, speaking in acting technique here, but it is really important to know what they are looking for so that you know what you can bring to it and if you are the right person to be there. So I think seeking to understand what they're wanting out of this is a really important thing to do. From there, that's when you then begin researching. And you can find so much online now about every single topic and under the sun. There is so much information out there. There's almost too much information out there. Um, So find a trustworthy, a reliable source. It can be someone's opinion or advice you really appreciate on TikTok. It could be um, a blog. It could be Google search. It could be from a book or from a TV episode or a documentary. Try and research what you think someone who would be doing that full-time would be paid for it. Really have a look at how much people are charging for those jobs, who are fully in that sector and what they charge people. Because you don't want to undercut, you don't want to undermine yourself, you don't want to sell yourself short, but you also don't want to go in with too high a numbers that it's just astronomical and it shows that you don't know the industry that you're kind of in. So researching, I think, is such an important part of being able to set your fee and working out what other people with a similar level of experience charging as well. I always find, especially things like coaching and UGC content, like looking at what other creators charge, like going through as if you're a business and trying to work out what they charge, that they're a similar level to you. I think that's a really, really helpful way of kind of guiding where where you can start pitching at time this is one thing people don't take into consideration enough of and yet it's the one thing that we never have enough of (laughs) time how long is it going to take you to do this project how many days how many hours how long is it going to take you to travel to and from this job how expensive is it going to be for you in terms of travel But prep time, it isn't just about turning up and doing the job. How long is it going to take you to learn all the material or to prep this coaching session so it's directly aimed at them? 
or how long is it going to take you to get ready to shoot this music video? Whatever project it is, how long is it going to take for you to research those interview questions when you're presenting and doing interviews? It really needs to take into consideration all the time spent, not just the time actually on the job or filming or being in front of people, but the prep time that it takes, the time after. Do you have to be involved in any of the editing? Do you have to send it off in a certain format? Do you have to, if it's UGC content, is there anything else you need to do once the video is filmed? Because that's just one element of it. And also think about how much money and time you've already invested. Like think about the amount of time you spent getting headshots, making showreels, taking class. Think about all that time you've spent learning about this industry and investing in your craft and practicing so you are at the level that you are at. Obviously, those kind of things come in for all the jobs, but it's really important to remember how much homework you've done to get to the level you're at to work on these jobs. So never forget how much time you've invested and how much money, like how much money have we all invested in headshots, in showreels, in training, in making sure we were up to date with the latest industry news by taking this workshop or doing this Q&A. And it's, it, it's a pricey business. It's not a cheap one. <laughs> um, so you really need to take into account how much money you're paying for your makeup on set and hair if they've not got a production team to do it for you how much you're paying for the clothes that you're going to need to invest in to make sure you look smart or, you know, it's all these little things that come into it as well. Then you need to remember your value. How many years of experience have you got in this field? How many credits have you got in this area? How many followers have you got if you've got a UGC job that's come up and they also want you to post it on your on your page how many years of experience have you got creating those tiktok videos or those instagram reels or how many years have you got hosting a podcast to talk about how you interview people and present on a job it's all those kind of things that become a bit of a build-up how much experience do you have of being on set you know all these things come under your value and it's really important not to sell yourself short i think a lot of people think oh, I'd, I'd rather be a bargain so that people don't think I'm overpriced or too much or I never want to go too much because I want to secure the opportunity. I want to be good value for money. Being value for money is great. But you often run the risk of people thinking that you're cheap or not as good because you've set your eight, your your fees too low. They don't think they're necessarily getting a good deal. They think you're cheap and cheerful. And if that's the kind of fees you're setting, that's going to be the type, the type of clients that you're setting yourself up for. And even if you think, okay, well, I'll go lower for this one job and then I'll put my rates up once I've worked with them so they know how good I am, which is a very logical thing to think. But then they think, oh, well, last time you were only this much. Why have you now put yourself up to this much? Because you only thought you were worth this much last time. They don't see it as their, oh, they're really great value. So yeah, we'd be willing to pay a little bit more. Often people think, well, you were only this this time. So why are you, why are you this now? And I think I've made that mistake several times of thinking, well, surely they'll see my value or surely, you know, I'll go above and beyond for them. So then when I ask for more, 
they'll they'll be willing to do that because they know what value I bring. And that's never been the way it's worked out, unfortunately. They've seen me go above and beyond for the cheaper rate that I've set. And then be like, well, why won't you do this as well for us? Like, we thought we got along and we thought you wanted to continue working with us. I'm like, I do, but that that was never my rate and I went above and beyond. But now I'm charging this. And they're like, well, mm, you know, you're not doing as much as you maybe did last time. And you're like, yeah, but I've upped my fees because I know how much I'm doing. It's, it's a really hard conundrum, but I would always say that knowing your value and your worth is so important. Like, don't worry about you being too expensive. They can haggle you down, which is my next point. So the next thing is negotiating and haggling. (laughs) So often people aim low in the hope that they'll secure the project. But really, my advice is aim high. Think about the highest price you would want for doing this job, all things considered. Think about the highest price you would charge. Offer them that. The worst thing they can say is no. The best case scenario, they say yes, because they understand your value. Break it down for them, tell them exactly how you've got to your numbers, and then they might understand. You know, if you just pick a number out of thin air, they may, they may understand a little less. But if you really break it down, especially in a really professional way over an email or over an invoice of what everything works out at in your quote. Once you've done that and sent it over to them, they will be more inclined to understand where you've got your numbers from. And they could say yes, in which case win. And the thing is with setting your prices and fees higher, you only have to secure one, two jobs of those. Whereas if you set your prices lower, you might have to secure seven, eight of those jobs to make up for where you've lost out on income, you know, and gaining more clients is sometimes really hard. And people worry about trying to gain those high quality clients. But in reality, that's where the money's at. And if you want to be deemed as a high quality person, they're going to be your high quality clients. And then it will allow you to open yourself up to more opportunities in that sector. So I always think aim high. Because then they can haggle you down. If it's not within their budget, they can speak to you about maybe it's a bit more expensive than they would like. Then you can ask for their budget and see what you can do. And you can get to a number that you're still happy with. But then they also feel like they've gotten a really good deal because they've been able to bring you down. They feel like they've won. But in reality, you set your price higher than you wanted just so that you've got some leverage and some room to come down because then they feel like they're getting a bargain and you get paid what you actually want to get paid. But if you start at the lowest negotiation, you can't get any higher. You know, once you've set that base tone, they could still try and bring you down from that. And if they don't understand your value, they probably will try and do that. So it's a really important thing to, to aim high. They may say yes, and if they don't, then you can negotiate it down to a number that you're still content with, you're still happy with, but they also feel like they've got a bit of leverage in there, and they feel like you've given them a good discount, which is going to make them happy. They'll see that you go above and beyond, which is why you are worth what you're worth. Um, So I think that's a really important thing to remember, is aim high, and then you've got somewhere to go. But if you aim low... There is nowhere for you to go during that and you probably won't end up with a price that you're happy with. 
So I hope that this episode has been really helpful. This is why I always talk to actors about recognizing the fact that you're a business and you're running a business. You are your own business. And always making sure that you're topping up your knowledge, yes, on acting, but also on the business side of acting because you are your own marketer, you are your own finance team, you are your own HR department. All of those things you need to recognize. So it's really important that you run it like a business and you have the business skills that you need to be an actor. It's not just about turning up on set and bringing a character to life. It is so much more than that. So I hope that this has been helpful and shed some light on how I would go about determining what rate I deserve to be paid for a job. Remember to understand what they want. Remember to research about what other people are getting paid. Think about the time and the money it's going to cost you to be involved in this project. Understand your value and when negotiating, always start high and let them bring you down to a number you're still happy with so they feel like they've gotten a good deal and you feel happy with the fee that you've set. Thank you so much to everyone listening at home. If this episode has been helpful, I would really, really appreciate it if you shared it with someone you know, if you sent it to someone who you think may benefit from listening to this, or if you could leave us a review on iTunes or on Spotify, I would be so, so grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to Performer Talks. I've been your host, Bethany Elman, and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you.